0: Great to be with you here this morning and as Addie has said we're continuing our lord's prayer series um and today we're looking at give us today our daily bread but i'm going to start with a story that has absolutely nothing to do with our daily bread or anything to do with it it's a story from a recent trip to the dentist and i don't know how you feel about the dentist i don't really like going to the dentist and i feel a little bit mean actually telling you a story from the dentist because it's just a little bit gross My story isn't gross. We'll get into it. But anyway, I was in the dentist and I was having a fill-in that day. And it was my first ever fill-in. And it was a sad moment for me because I prided myself in getting this far in life without having major work on my teeth, without having any fill-ins. And as it was my first fill-in, I had no idea what to expect. I didn't know what my dentist was going to do. And as I sat in the dentist's chair with my mouth full of all the various dental equipment and the dentist's face right up in my face as she was doing my filling, I had a moment of panic. I thought, what if she does this wrong? Is this correct? Is she putting a filling in the wrong tooth? I didn't know if she was doing it correctly and there was no way to check. My mouth was full of dental stuff so I couldn't ask and I couldn't see what was going on and to be honest even if I had seen what was she was doing I have no dental knowledge at all so I would have no idea if I if she was doing it right or not and in my moment of panic I had to trust I had to choose to trust my dentist I had to choose to trust that her training and that she was a dentist and she knew what was going what was going on and what to do Was And she'd do a good job of my teeth. And thankfully, she did. My trust was well placed and my teeth are absolutely fine. My filling is great. But like that moment for me in the dentist's chair, we have moments where we have to trust other people, where we have to choose to depend on others, when we can't do it all ourselves and we have to ask for help. But this doesn't always come easy. It's not always the natural response That we want to make. We like to think that we have it all together, that we're self sufficient and independent, that we know what is best and that we can do it on our own. We aren't always too keen to admit that we are human, that we are finite, finite, and that we are limited. And this problem isn't a new problem, it dates back right to the beginning. We can see it with Adam and Eve. It's really the root problem of sin. Adam and Eve chose to trust themselves and what they thought was right, rather than trust God and what he had said. But as Christians, as followers of Jesus, really the crux of our faith is that we choose God. That we realise our need for him and we trust him. And prayer is the active outworking of that. Tyler Statton, a pastor in the US, describes prayer as a search for help outside of self. It's a good summary of what prayer is. It's that turning to God for help rather than looking for it for inside ourselves. And here in the Lord's Prayer, we have Jesus telling us to do just that. When we, he tells us to pray, give us today our daily bread. Here, Jesus is inviting us to rely on the Father. He's rel- inviting us to trust and depend on God rather than ourselves. Jesus is saying to come to God each day for our daily bread. To trust him, to be dependent on him. And and for him to provide for us. Because God knows that we're human. He knows that we don't get it right, that we need help, that we are finite. And the thing is that he knows this and he also wants to provide for us. He wants to help us. And so, the question that I'm really asking us, and myself included, this morning is who are you relying on? Are we relying on ourselves, on our salary, our finances, our families, even the government? Or are we relying on ourselves, on God? Do you trust God enough today to ask Him for your daily bread? And this this can be difficult to trust for today, our daily bread. I was recently asked by a very well-meaning person about my financial plan for retirement if I never got married. And after joking that it was all fine because my sister was my retirement plan, she earns far more than I do, I said that regardless of my relationship status, when I do get married, I put money away in my pension monthly And really, I just trust that God will provide. I don't worry about what my retirement will look like. I just trust that God will provide for me. But at this point in my life, retirement is a long way off. And really, who knows what age the retirement age will be when I actually get there. It's something that is in the future and that feels far easier to trust God with than to trust him with my today with my needs for today, for tomorrow, or for next week. That feels a little bit riskier and a little bit too close to home. And in one thing, to be able to ask for our daily bread for today, we have to know what our daily bread is. And we have to know what Jesus meant by asking for our daily bread. What is and isn't included in the offer of it. Is Jesus telling us to literally pray for daily bread? Am I expecting a delivery of a warm, fresh loaf of bread on my doorstep each day? Or was Jesus meaning something maybe a little bit more spiritual? And really it's both. Maybe not an actual, literal loaf of bread, but Jesus is telling us to ask for the very basic physical needs that we have the things that are fundamental for us to survive and live as human beings. But also he's asking us to ask for the spiritual needs. Jesus himself, he says, I am the bread of life. We're to ask Jesus for the daily needs, the physical things, the food, the water, the shelter and the rest, and also the salvation, forgiveness and life that Jesus brings. It's the friendship, family, peace, security, hope, purpose, jobs and wisdom. It's the help, the houses, the electricity, the food and the fun and the laughter. We're to ask for absolutely every aspect of our lives. Nothing is out of reach. Because Jesus invites us to ask him for our daily bread from the very basic to the Highly spiritual and everything in between, because he is interested in our lives. He is interested in every part of our lives and he cares about every part of our lives. He cares about all the physical, emotional, and spiritual aspects of it. And he cares and he wants to and he can provide for every area of it. And we see this throughout the Bible. Jesus fed the 5,000 and he healed the sick, but he also forgave their sins and he died on the cross for them and for us so that we could have eternal life and reconcil- be reconciled with God. God set the Israelites free from slavery in Egypt, but he also gave them, manna, gave them bread from heaven in the wilderness. When Elijah was upset, feeling alone at the end of himself, God sent him an angel to feed him and give him rest but also God spoke to him and sent him back to the calling that God had given him. God is interested in every single part of your life. He cares about it all. He cares about the big, the small, and even the outright crazy things. He's interested in it all. Jesus tells us and reminds us and invites us repeatedly to ask God for the things that we need, and he promises that God will provide. He says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. He says, you may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? I wonder what for you today is your daily bread. It might be really obvious for you. You might have needs that have instantly popped into your head. You were worrying about them this morning. You might actually really be feeling the rise in living costs. And you look at your bank balance and you wonder how you're going to pay the bills and also have money for food. It might be a health situation or a situation in a relationship that you're worried about. But for some of you, it might be a little less obvious. You might be thinking, oh, I don't really have any needs today. Or you might think that you've got it all covered. You're holding it all together yourself. And I know that feeling. I've done that, and I still catch myself doing that. And a few years ago, a mentor of mine said, Nicola, you realize that you're just coping with everything yourself. You're not letting God have space to provide for you. And it wasn't really what I wanted to hear because I was coping with it and I was, dis- I was disguising it as this thing of, oh, I'm trusting God. He's providing. But I wasn't li- letting him give- have space to provide for me. We can become so used to being self-sufficient, to being independent, feeling like we need to cope with everything, that we can find ourselves drifting into not trusting God, not letting him provide our daily needs, and not asking the Father for our daily bread. It can, at times, feel easier to cope with just everything by myself, rather than trust my Father. But this isn't what God tells us to do. Jesus tells us to ask God for our daily bread because God cares. He deeply loves you and he deeply cares for you. He cares for each one of us. No one is excluded from that. And he wants us to rely on him, he wants us to come to him with our needs. Do you do this? Do you know how loved you are by the Father? Do you know that he is inviting you today to come to him with your needs? Because we have to know this. We have to know who we're coming to. We have to know who God is if we're ever going to ask him for our daily bread. How we view God and what we think about him, his kingdom and his will affects whether we will and if we approach him for our daily needs. We don't just ask anyone for help. I wouldn't have just let anyone do my fill-in for me. I trusted my dentist. I had appointments with her. I trusted her qualifications and skills. And if we don't know who God really is, that he wants to care and provide for us, then we aren't going to ask him for our daily bread. You see, Jesus knew what he was doing when he put, give us our daily bread after Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. To really be able to ask for our daily bread, we have to first look to God. We have to be reminded again of who we're talking to, of who we're asking to give us our daily bread before we come with our needs. And Neil and Ron have already spoken on these two previous verses in the last two weeks. And I really recommend listening to them if you haven't already, because they go into far more depth than I will. But we really do need to grasp the truth of these two verses if we're to ask for our daily bread. We need to know God as our Father in heaven, as our perfect and loving Father, the Father who loves you deeply. If we're gonna ever ask for our daily needs? Do you know God as your father? Do you know how loving how much he loves you, how much he cares for you? Or do you think that he doesn't really care for you? That he might care for the person sat next to you, but not you? Do you think that actually when you ask, he's not really listening? that he might sigh again as you come with your request, thinking, oh, it's Nicola again, asking for that. That's not our God. He doesn't sigh when we come to him. He loves it when we come to him. He is our good, good father. He is a father who loves you and cares for you deeply. He knows you and he sees you. He is the father who is the shepherd that leaves the flock of 99 sheep to go searching for that one lost sheep. He's the father who, when he sees his son return, the son who had taken his inheritance and left previously, when he sees him return, he runs to him and he lavishes him with far more than he could, deserves or could ever imagine. He is the god who sees Hagar, the single pregnant mother, who, as she flees. He is the father who sent his one and only son to earth to die so that we can be adopted into his family so that we can pray, give us today our daily bread. He's the father who Jesus talks about saying, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body or what you will wear. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Are you not much more valuable than they? Do you know that you're valuable to God? Do you know that you're valuable to your heavenly father and he will provide for you? And again, no one is excluded from that. That's you, that's me, that's all of us do you know god as your father do you know that he loves you that he cares for you and that he cares about each and every part of your life and he wants to provide for you and there's a joy and a wonder when we get to see god provide for us as i was thinking about how god has provided for me in my life it's it's exciting and just recently, I was praying to God about, for a new housemate because my housemate is currently moving out and housing in Wickham is expensive. And actually, I had a specific person that I wanted to move in and so I prayed and I have a new housemate. One evening a few years ago now, I was done. I was feeling lonely. I was just, I didn't want to spend the evening on my own. And I said, God, I can't do this anymore. I need you to provide me with some friends. I don't want to feel alone anymore. And do you know what? Within 30 minutes of that prayer, three of my friends walked through the door asking, what are we doing this evening? I remember praying daily for some people who I was really struggling to love. Don't sound like a great person, but... (laughs) That's okay, we can go to God with everything. And I was struggling, and so I said, God, give me your love for these people. You love them, help me to love them. And by the end of the week, praying daily for these people, my heart was utterly broken for them, and I saw God's deep love for them. And I continue to give God all the glory for my ability to speak Spanish. When I moved to Guatemala, I didn't know any Spanish And languages was not my skill set. I wasn't good at it. And I was wondering, how am I ever going to be able to learn Spanish to a level where I can work and function in a Spanish-speaking country? And I remember sitting on my bed praying, God, you've got to give me this ability. I can't do this without you. All the glory will be down to you. And I worked hard, and I practiced, and I studied but it was God who gave me the ability to speak Spanish. It was God who gave me that ability to learn. There was a joy and a wonder and excitement about seeing God to provide. And he loves to provide for us. He loves it. Loves to give us good things. He loves to give us all we need. The Bible tells us this. It says that he will give us all that we need. That every good and perfect gift comes from him. That the Father knows what we need before we ask for it. He wants us to ask him for our daily bread. Are you asking him for your daily bread today? Are you coming back to the Father who is our God and promises that he, has, he will provide for us? And it's so important to know who God is and the promises that he has made for us. Because sometimes our view of God can become warped if we don't come to him daily. We do have an enemy and the enemy wants to take out our view of God. He doesn't want to let us see that God cares for us and wants to provide for us. And as I was praying and I was preparing for this morning, I realised... That I may trust God for the basic things. I may trust God to provide for me and keep me according to his plan. But at times I can find myself doubting that God wants to give me good gifts. That he wants to give me the desires of my heart. Or things that are immeasurably more than all I can ask or imagine for. For me that feels a little bit harder. I doubt God in that. And so I struggle to actually ask God for those things. I struggle to ask him for those daily bread areas. It feels safer to just not ask. And it can be really hard because our God is a father and he loves us and he cares for us and he will provide for us. We're told that we can ask anything in his name and that he gives us life to the full. That he loves to give us good and perfect gifts. That he makes up cups overflow but also for most of us we also know the reality of unanswered prayer and the pain of that unanswered prayer and in those places doubt can creep in and at that point we need to come back to the father we need to come back And dwell and pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We need to come back to the Father and be reminded of who he is and what he is like and the promises that he has given us. We need to be reminded of his deep love and his deep care for us. But also be reminded that we are asking for his kingdom to come and his will to be done And not our own. We need to trust that God loves us and actually knows what we need far better than we know. Because if God is a father and a good and perfect father at that, then that means that he won't give us everything that we ask for. It means that he's not a genie and our prayer list is not a wish list to be granted. You see, parents don't give their children everything that they ask for or want. Not because they want to be mean to them or restrict things for them, but because they love their child and they want the best for them. They want the child to stay safe. They want the child to grow and learn and become a, be shaped into a good adult. My niece have, has had three major heart surgeries when she was little to fix her heart. And she had the third one when she was three. And so at this age, she could understand roughly what was going on. She realized that she had a problem with her heart and she had to have the surgery. But she couldn't grasp the full picture. For her, pre the surgery, she was fine. She could run around, she could play, she could do what she thought normal three-year-olds could do. And then after the surgery, she was in pain. She was recovering, and she couldn't play. She couldn't run around, and she couldn't do what she used to do. She couldn't see the bigger, longer-term picture that the doctors and her parents and us as a family could see. She couldn't see the reasons for the surgery, that actually they were to help her and to make her stronger and to let her live the life that she now lives. And I wonder... If at points we're like my three-year-old niece, where we can see the pain of the unanswered prayer, where we can see the lack, and we wonder what is going on. And we can't quite comprehend why God is saying no or not letting that happen yet. You see, our perspective of things, however big we think they might be, is not as vast or all-knowing as God's perspective on things. Our requests for things that we want or things that we think we need might not always line up with God, what God knows that we need. Sometimes God says no, and we have to trust him in that. We have to trust that his plans are far better than our own. You see, God said no to Jesus when he, just before he was arrested. Jesus prayed, that the cup of suffering would be taken away from him. He saw the pain and the suffering that he would have to go through on the cross and he didn't want to do it. But he also prayed, yet not as I will, but as you will. And can you imagine if God had turned around and said, "Yep, sure, no worries, Jesus, we'll pass that by. We wouldn't be here. We might physically be here, but we wouldn't be living in the freedom that God has given us. Of being forgiven, being reconciled to God. We wouldn't be adopted into his family. We wouldn't be able to say, God, give us our daily bread. God said, Paul, said no to Paul when he cried out three times to remove the thorn in his side. And God said no, and through that he taught Paul and subsequently us that his grace is sufficient. And that his power is made strong through our weaknesses. You see, Jesus invites us in telling us to pray, give us our day, today our daily bread. To come to God our Father like little children. He invites us to make known our requests and to be persistent in our asking. He invites us to know the wonder and the delight of when we see God provide for us. And also, he invites us to choose to trust him even when we don't receive what we ask for. Jesus invites us to trust God in the yes and the no. He invites us to hold on to the reality of unanswered prayers, along with the truth of who God is and that his will and promises are true. In teaching us to pray, Jesus invites us to know and trust our Father and to submit our will to him. To choose daily to come to our Father, to refocus on him and to decide over and over again to trust in him. To trust that his ways are good and his promises are yes and amen. And if we learn to do this, if we learn to live relying on God each and every day, coming to him for our daily bread, then we will be far more aware of what God is doing. We will see him providing for us daily, and this in turn will lead to thanksgiving, and thanksgiving will lead us back to God. In Psalm 100, 100 it says, we enter his courts with thanksgiving. When we see God provide, when we give thanks for that provision we enter into God's presence again. We see God afresh. And just before we end, Jesus does not tell us to pray, give me today my daily bread. He tells us to pray, give us today our daily bread. You see, there's a communal aspect to asking for our needs. If you're a follower of Jesus, then you have been adopted into God's family. You're part of the body of Christ. And so that means that when you feel lack, when you are struggling, I feel that too. And that when I feel lack and I am struggling, you feel that too. Jesus, in teaching us this line, is telling us not to just ask for our own needs, but also ask for the needs of others. And actually, when we're asking God for our daily bread, when we're asking him to provide daily and trusting him in that, we are far more able to give away to others. Because we will be trusting that our needs are met. God is going to provide for us, so I can give that thing away, I can help that person. Whether out of lack or plenty, we can be generous because we're, we're trusting that God will provide. And so church, are you asking God for your daily bread? Do you trust God enough to ask him for the needs of today? Let's be a people who ask God for our daily bread, that know his deep love and care for us and that we trust him and give from that out of the overflow of our hearts. Let's choose each day to trust God and to pray Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Amen.